Hello and welcome to Weeb Spawn, where we talk about anything and everything related to anime and gaming. We are by no means experts, just huge fans. I'm your host Bobby, and with me is Joshua. Hello Bobby, glad to be doing another episode. And in today's episode, we're going to be doing kind of a overlook, sort of a say, with the game Ark Survival Evolved. And... I guess there could be spoilers if you're the type of person who kind of likes to figure everything out as you go, but it has been out for a while, but just in case, spoilers ahead. So Ark Survival Evolved is a 2017 action-adventure survival video game developed by Studio Wildcard in collaboration with Instinct Games, Effecto Studios, and Virtual Basement. They began development in October of 2014, and it was first released on PC as an early access title in the middle of 2015. The development team conducted research into physical appearance of the animals, but took a creative approach for their gaming purposes. The Egyptian-based developer Instinct Games was hired to facilitate the game's development. The game was officially released on August of 2017 for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and all versions of PC. And also, they included versions of Android, iOS, and the Nintendo Switch in 2018. A version for the Stadia is scheduled for release in, uh, sometime in 2021, but I don't know if COVID may have affected that in any way. It's, it generally received some mixed reviews, and its main criticisms for its punishing difficulty, reliance on grinding, and some performance issues, particularly on the Nintendo Switch version. Several expansions to the game have been released as downloadable content as well. The game be- began two spin-offs in March of 2018, a virtual reality game called Ark Park, and a sandbox survival called Pixark, and two companion companies, Acalc, which was created in 2015, and Dodo Dex in August of 2017. Just to clarify, it's companion apps, not companies. So, oops. It's <laughs> like, it's whenever, if you play like Destiny or something, there's a app called The Vault or RuneScape. There's like a lot of other games have like, spe- like their own specific like game app and that you can like look at your inventory and stuff like that. So, if you don't know what Ark is, basically, you start out stranded on the shores of a mysterious island. Ooh. And then immediately die from a fucking T-Rex. <laughs> and you must learn to survive. Use your cunningness and wit to kill or tame the primal creatures roaming the land. And encounter other players to survive, dominate, and escape. Although, I don't know if you can technically escape or at least i don't know exactly how you do that but arc survival as mentioned is an action adventure survival game set in an open world environment with a dynamic day night cycle and played from either third person or first person's perspective to survive players must establish a base with a fire and weapons additional activities such as taming and feeding dinosaurs and the much, of course, required materials to help build and prosper. Yeah, so since we're going over this 
I feel like we should first just give like our first impression of the game of when we first la landed on the island and just kind of go over what we first thought because mine I don't think were very positive and I think you may have some positive views on this game from when you first landed. So I, I also had kind of a, a mixed thing because most of my, posit my positivity came from watching like the trailers and stuff. First, I'm like, you can tame fucking dinosaurs. Let's go. I'm like, fuck yeah. I want to tame dinosaurs. I've always been a dinosaur kid ever since I was little. Like, even when I was like five or six, my parents would buy me dinosaur books. So, immediately I saw dinosaurs and I'm like, fuck yes. Let's go. And I've always loved like survival base building games. And. More recently, I've been getting more and more into PvE over PvP because some games I just feel are very reliant on having a group already, a pre-made group to have success in PvP nowadays. You can't really just queue up and hope for a good team. Obviously, you can get lucky, but so with that, it's more I've been like PvE because it's pretty much based on your skill alone. And so, I got it when it's on sale because this game goes on sale constantly. So if you're ever worried about it being like a fifty dollar game, it goes on sale for ten bucks constantly. Not to mention with like the DLCs, you can easily get everything. I think I bought everything from the base game to all the DLCs besides Crystal Isles that just came out like a month or so ago for I want to say like twenty five bucks. Where reality right now, you'd probably have to spend like over a hundred if you bought it full price. So don't worry, it goes on sale constantly. But I must say, when I first started playing Ark, I was so excited. I got it. I quit probably after like 10, 15 minutes. I was playing on my P my uh, PS4, not the PC. So the controls were just so fucking confusing i the, the crafting menu your inventory how to use the hot bar for me it was just a hectic mess it was nothing i was used to i have a feeling it's very more tailored towards the pc but like once you got a hang of it it it's actually not that bad because i tried playing it because i was like oh this looks so much fun like i wanted to tame these dinosaurs and I couldn't figure out how to freaking craft an axe because there's really no tutorial so it doesn't it never really told me oh you pick up rocks from the ground because at first i can only pick up like sticks and stuff like that and it's like oh in order to create a pickaxe you need flint or whatever and i'm like okay well how do i mine a rock oh you need an axe at least i was like okay like you need stone i'm like how can i get stone if i can't create an axe to break a rock and i was so confused so i played literally like 10 15 minutes dropped the game and i never touched it again until one of my friends he ended up buying it and he really loved it and he's like come on you need to play with me and i'm glad he did because once you get used to the whole crafting scenario it's probably a lot easier on pc than it is on ps4 but like once you got used to it it took maybe like an hour for me to get used to it and having someone to play with i didn't just drop it it ended up being a, a lot of fun 
Yeah. So I had a, a sort of similar first impression. And you mentioned that you can tame fucking dinosaurs. You were excited because of your childhood. I feel like every person's childhood, there's a rite of passage. In order for you to be a child, you must like dinosaurs and be obsessed with them at least for some sort of period of time in your, your life. So this game probably hit home with a lot of people for that reason. I feel like, though, it... I don't want to say we're not an older generation, but I feel like it's mostly our generation because I never really seen kids nowadays really talk more about dinosaurs. Yeah, those Gen Zs, they don't, they're not into dinosaurs like we were. Well, (laughs) unless they're talking about um, Fortnite has a, like a, a dinosaur or raptors in their game. So they might talk about it a little more now. Fortnite, it's the the new dinosaurs of of the young group (laughs) but um yeah so my initial first impression of this game was that it was just another rust clone or maybe even like a the forest clone just with dinosaurs instead of wild animals or humans as enemies so this kind of soured my view of it and put me off for a few years because it came out in 2017 officially and it's been out a little bit longer before that. But I just wasn't touching it because it seems like every, for the past five years, every indie company seemed like they were throwing out their own version of Rust and saying theirs is unique or theirs is game-changing. And it just really, I don't know, they just have these bold claims and very few of them actually are unique or game-changing. And a lot of them are inferior because Rust is so popular that it kind of set the bar for all the clones. So I just didn't want to touch it for that. I'm like, this is going to be the same exact thing. So I'm tired of the hype train to this stuff, trying to hype it to a success. And I didn't want to put my money into copycats. Plus, their cover art was much different looking than the actual game's graphics were. And that's not too unusual but it just seemed like such a a difference in actual quality from one to the other. So I just put it on the back burner for like four years. And once I finally did play it because you convinced me to play it, my opinion changed a little bit because it was actually quite fun despite the terrible UI and a lot of the game mechanics are trash. So adjusting to those were very difficult. But after I adjusted to most of the shitty mechanics overall it it wasn't terrible um i think the dinosaurs did add a unique mechanic to the game that i could enjoy but overall gathering resources and crafting basically met my exact expectations because like the forest and like rust they're all the same when it comes to gathering so it's it was um, a little subpar, but it did meet the mark to where I would play it again. It wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. The one thing that I will say is I think we both had kind of the same thing is like the just the UI. Like I get they're trying to have like this complex crafting system, which if you objectively, if you look at it, I think they did a good job with the whole crafting system and able like everything because like everything is related from like 
early on to late game, like even late game, you will still need like iron in order to get iron stuff. You need stone and like all this, like they make it so it really is a survival and you go through almost like different eras, which I think based on that, it has a phenomenal crafting system, how they were able to incorporate everything and make it so like it's always fun learning new things or forcing you that you can't just stay in one location you actually have to go out and explore you can't just stay in your safety of this area you have to go out but there's like no tutorial which sometimes honestly i think we've probably mentioned this before sometimes it's good to not have a tutorial or Mm -hmm. not have one like especially with like a lot of fps games it's like oh this is how you shoot Oh, it's the exact same controls as every, every other, other FPS game. Yeah. So it's, it's like it's like almost as redundant as Pokemon giving you a tutorial every time you play. The game hasn't changed in twenty five years. Like, yeah, if only they had a hey. Did you put be like question? Did you play the previous game? Yes, perfect. Here you go. Now I, you can just start. I think the newer games did that, but I don't know. I haven't actually played. It's ones. been a while since I started Sword and Shield, so I honestly couldn't remember. I've been in the end game for so long. When I first got that game, I, I'm pretty sure I beat it within like eight hours because <laughs> I was excited for it. I don't care what anybody else says, but this is not a Pokemon one, so I'm not going to get too much into it. But anyways, going off of that, it's just like, I feel like with how complex the UI system is, and it's technically a multiplayer only game there is no like single player campaign but you can play by yourself on your own server so i think because of that there's no tutorial but also because of that like how we mentioned we had so bad experiences our first time especially with like the ui so if you're not playing with someone who already knows i was like what the fuck do i do like mm-hmm. how do i bring up my crafting menu how do i do the, how do i bring up my inventory like i didn't even know to look at what i had and then it it's weird because they have a system in arc where you get blueprints uh, at first they're engrams that you learn and it's like oh you got this engram so now you can create it it's not like minecraft where you can just put stuff randomly and like figure out recipes they at least will tell you like oh you need five wood three stone and two thatch to make this stone axe and then like as soon as you have it in the inventory you just click it and it's like oh it's creating it for you so you don't need like a crafting table or anything there are certain things you you need certain tables for like a was it a smithy to create like iron stuff but like your basic essentials you can just create in your inventory but they never, well, they kind of tell you that. But what they don't really tell you is, like, there's blueprints. And when me and my friend were playing, we're just like, what's the point of these blueprints? Because we're like, oh, we learned them anyways. Well, blueprints, you can get higher things. So, like, say when you unlock a shotgun. it. I don't know what the actual damage is, but it says like a hundred percent or whatever. I don't. It's weird how they like show damage. So it shows a hundred percent, which is basically it's the base level shotgun. Well, you can find a blueprint for a shotgun, and you're like, oh, I already have a shotgun. But then it says like a hundred and 
36%. So this shotgun will do more damage than the other one, but you have to have this blueprint on you to craft it. And so it's like, okay, so I can't just craft it normally. Now I have to carry a blueprint in my inventory. And so it just got a little confusing with the whole like crafting thing that I wish they either had like a practice area or like a tutorial island, like how MMOs have like a tutorial area to show you the basics of like crafting and combat. I wish Ark kind of had that. They're like, oh, is this your first time playing Ark? Go here or like they have a dedicated server that's just like towards like crafting or whatever like it had npcs or whatever that teach you and like there's no really pvp unless you get to like they had like a little arena set up or something so then and then you can like log off whenever you feel comfortable and then you could start your own i just feel like because of this it probably turned away so many people Yeah, absolutely, because I remember when I first started playing with you, I was just running around trying to do stuff, and it was easy to figure out how to, like, punch trees and get the wood and stuff, but other than that, it was just very difficult because the lack of direction. It's just, like you were saying, it needs some sort of guide just because it's not very clear because they completely overhauled the control system i feel like if it was similar to all the other games that it copies off of it would have been straightforward because they're all the same you can just go out do what you need to do the lack of direction really made this game very difficult very confusing start so as i said like you need to punch trees to get wood it's like minecraft it's like rust it's fine like that's that's okay but you also need rocks and fiber because you mentioned this um, when we were mentioning our first impressions. So finding rocks is easy, but it took me forever to realize that to pick them up and to pick up fiber and stuff, you can just run through the tall grass while holding down a specific button and it'll just auto collect a bunch of shit for you. This mechanic was not clear at all. How was I supposed to learn what button was used to pick up all this shit? So very confusing because you need all this beginner shit to move on to the rest of the game, like crafting. Not a good start arc. Like you're you're in the doghouse. This wasn't a very good fun twenty minutes of trying to learn how to pick shit up. Cause I remember asking you and you're like, Oh yeah, you just hold this button or whatever it was, and then we just went on our way collecting. Like I don't know, there was there could have been an easier way. Like you, like their UI is already cluttered. Like there's already so much going on. They could have easily just kind of like threw up a, Hey, in order to collect, press this button. Cool. That would have been great. Yeah. Like, like I said, it's, if you have someone to, that already knows you'll have a good time. But if you're trying to pick this up by yourself, it's so hard. Like I mentioned, I quit within like 15, 20 minutes of playing because I was like, this is so clunky, I'll never get used to it. But when I had a friend who, he still didn't know too much about it, but like, when you have someone you both kind of like trying to learn it as you go, it makes it a little more fun because you're like, oh, hey, I just figured out how to do this. And like, what, really? How? Like, and you get that little back and forth interaction, which is fun, but then it's also at the same time, you just like, if both of you don't know how to do something, you're just like, 
well, the fuck do we do? And yeah. of course, people are going to be like, oh, why don't you Google it? Like, that, I don't want to Google every single yeah. thing. And once you get over the hump of learning the game, the rest sort of comes easy because you start getting the idea of what you have to do. So especially with a friend, it's easier to get over that hump because you guys are learning together. And since he knew the beginning of the game, it's basically once you get the beginning controls down, the rest comes naturally. It's just getting to that point is difficult. Yeah, once you get through it, so if you're struggling or if you're someone who quit it like I did from the first time, just keep with it. If you truly want to see like what ARC has to offer, it's going to take a little bit to get used to the controls. Like Even sometimes when we still play and I thought I knew the controls, I still get a little confused or it may be a little clunky at times. But once you get used to the controls, it's kind of smooth sailing from there. Well, to a point. <laughs> yeah. Because as you kind of mentioned earlier about the a little bit of the criticism, the grinding in this game is insane how much you have to do. Not to mention how to tame dinosaurs was freaking hard as shit to learn. And we never even found out how to do it naturally. Because we like we were starting and it took us forever just to like put up a thatch hut as our base, and that stayed as our base for quite some time. Even after we learned how to do like wood, we kept thatch. But like, we're like, all right, there were like triceratops and all this other stuff like around us, and we're just like, hey, do you know how to tame dinosaurs? And we're like, no. And so we're just like, okay, how do we try? And so after like 15 minutes, we're like, all right, fuck it. Let's look it up. It's like, oh, you use narco berries. I'm like, oh, okay. We've got some of that from the plants. And so we're trying to go up to these fucking triceratops and basically shove this narco berries in their mouth because we're just like, we're clicking on them with the narco berries and it's doing nothing. And we're just like, what the hell are we supposed to do? And then it's like, oh, you actually need trank arrows. Otherwise, if you want to use a club, you have to beat them 200 times with a club. And I'm just like, uh, excuse me? Two, 200? And yeah, <laughs> that was right. It was like 16 trank arrows or 200 times with the club and like 120 times with a slingshot shooting rocks. But then you also risk actually killing it. And it was just like, uh, how... How the fuck were you supposed to know that? Like, I guess unless until you get to level like 16 or whatever when you unlock the trank arrows. Because obviously you're like, oh, trank arrows. That's how you tame them dinosaurs. Like, how are we supposed to know you could beat them with a club or shoot rocks at them or like anything to like tame them? Yeah, I would have expected then. beating them with a club would just kill them. I wouldn't expect that to actually make them pass out. But I suppose if you beat another animal with the club and it passed out, then you could imply that it would do that for other creatures. But I don't think anyone's going to sit there for 200 hits and punch a T-Rex or survive it for that matter. I was about to say, I, I don't think they would survive it. Unless like, you you're like really good them. at evading moves. I don't know how easy it is in the game. Not not so much. At least, especially not early on when you have to like level up your things. And 
it was just like one thing they they didn't like tell you is like how hard it is to gather resources because like our first time playing it with me and my friend i think i don't know if i changed the modifiers for us when we played or not but you if you chop down a tree like with no modifiers or anything you would get approximately like 20 wood and maybe 15 thatch and that's it and i was like seeing people like watching people's videos and they're like oh yeah within three hours of the of the server wipe we were able to create this base using like metal and shit and i'm just like three hours <laughs> how the fuck did you collect enough metal in three hours in three hours i was ba- barely able to collect enough thatch to make a thatch hut and i found out you can set multipliers so instead of like getting 20 wood you could get 20 wood and like one hit with the axe so after you cut down a tree you could end up with like over 200 wood and it's like oh no wonder they were able to build bases so fast but it's like nothing really tells you about that so if you don't know about modifiers you might also quit the game because you're like what the fuck it's taking so long and we played on that for like a week without any modifiers and it took us forever just to get to iron (laughs) yeah and i think i think what's going to happen as we're talking is a a large majority of our negative experiences basically come from the poor game design when it comes to teaching players how to play their game because like it all this stuff is basically things that aren't told to the player um one of my negative experiences that isn't based on not being told what to do it's just based on sheer anger and uh, (laughs) annihilation so i really dislike the death mechanic in this game and if you've played valheim it's actually very similar where when you die you drop your backpack full of stuff full of inventory and you have to traverse back to that location to collect your resources the thing that annoyed the hell out of me is that unlike valheim there are no indicators that tell you which zones are more dangerous than others so you could be very under leveled for areas that you're entering where you could practically never retrieve your stuff again if you do go there. Whereas Valheim, they'll tell you, like, this is the plains, this is the meadows, like, and it'll say you're probably not ready for the Black Forest when we first entered it. So that can imply, unless you beat the next boss, you're not ready for the next area. Whereas this one, you're just roaming an island, and then all of a sudden there's a Spinosaurus, and you die, and it's just standing over your shit. It's like, well, that's great. So... In the first probably 20 minutes of me playing this game, I jumped into the water. How was I supposed to know that the piranhas are the size of a small car and they will two-shot me and make it impossible for me to retrieve my stuff from the riverbed? Because one thing I liked is 
Valheim was at least kind enough to make your tombstone floating on the water so you could then boat over to your items and retrieve it. Ark did not do that. You have to then go into the water, swim down to your stuff, and retrieve it, where the piranhas are like lightning bolts, and they'll get to you in three and a half seconds, kill you, and then you have to continue on retrieving your stuff. And I didn't want to have to grind all my items back in order to be strong enough to get into the water, retrieve it. So I was not fond of the... I guess it's back to indicators, not knowing which area was too strong for me, and... Yeah, I made it very difficult to to retrieve my shit. So I spent like 20, 30 minutes just trying to get that stuff back. That was really off-putting for me. But yeah, so luckily for you, you only had to spend 20 to 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's extreme. I had a... It was literally like almost the entire stream just trying to get our shit back. And it was like a two or three hour stream. Yeah. I probably would have just quit and it was, the game. It was a fucking what a Spinosaurus, mm-hmm. and we were in, we were tra- we finally made a boat, and we're like, oh, let's go travel, and we got to this little like lake from a river, like so we we're like in the ocean. We followed this river, and it was like a dead end into this like lake, and at first we didn't see the Spinosaurus or anything, and even like the small boat because I think there's only one boat there might be two you can get away from almost any dinosaur from like boating wise well we didn't see the first like the spinosaurus that came over us and of course it being like level 50 or something like that it immediately killed us in like two hits and so we went and we tried to get a ship back and it was like all right you go distract it while i go get my ship and then, like, they would go distract it, but they would die so quickly that by the time we got try to get our shit, not to mention there were also, like, piranhas in the water as well. So we had to kill the piranhas first. Then we had to somehow maneuver away from the Spinosaurus. Luckily, the only thing that, like, was our saving grace was we both had two rafts, and we both had beds on it. So we could spawn at our beds when we died. But the thing is, after you die and you spawn, at first it's like, oh, you only have a minute to respawn. Then it goes up to like five minutes and then eight minutes. And it's like, holy shit, why is it increasing? And it's just one of those mechanics that tries to remind you that this is a multiplayer game. It is not meant really for solo play or like solo server play, I should say. And... We literally spent like two to three hours just trying to get our shit back because we took, because we were obviously exploring, so we took all our best equipment. Because, like you said, we don't know what we're going to face. So we took all our best stuff, all our food, and all this stuff because we wanted to make sure we were prepared. And what took the long, it wasn't just trying to get our shit back from like when we died. But we also, on this raft, you can build, like, storage stuff. You can build on the raft, pretty much. And so we made a couple storage bins or whatever chest on there as well. And I forget if we pulled up too close or whatnot, but, like, one of ours got, like, destroyed. And so we had to go and try to find all our shit. 
And the thing is, unlike Valheim, where if you die, your tombstone will remain there indefinitely. At, at least as far as I know. Because there was a time I died at that Draugr village we found, mm-hmm. or I found, while exploring a long time ago. And then when we went, we found out there was a swamp there. When we, I went there first, I saw my tombstones. And it's been, it was like, I don't know, 10 in-game days from that moment. And my tombstones were still there. So as far as I know, those tombstones stay there like indefinitely. But Ark, you have three hours. I believe it's three hours. Yeah, that sounds about right. To get your stuff. Obviously, if you manage to pick up your stuff and then you die again, it resets the three hours. But it wasn't something that we could just go away and come back to. Because, well, I think this time we could have. But if you have a server, your server time goes. Like, even when you're offline. So, if we didn't get our shit back, we were going to lose everything. So, that's why we had to stay those three hours just trying to get back our shit. And it was very unforgiving for that because we were so under level. I think eventually, the only reason we were able to get it is I think we either ended up killing the Spinosaurus because we used the boats and crossbows so like it couldn't attack us and like eventually do that and a mix of just having one person have nothing constantly distracting them as they die while the other person picked up everything and eventually moved the boats out of the aggro range and we finally were able to escape but oh my god it was it was uh, it was something yeah i would have just quit just gave up on the game Start in a new world. <laughs> yeah, that's... We, it's just one thing. This game is just really difficult. Early game, at least. I don't really know how it is further on. Yeah, early game is pretty thing, pretty difficult. But I must say, out of all the bad things, though, when I first started playing, when you level up, and it was like, oh, you got engram points. It was such a nice feeling when you finally got to level up and you were so excited to see like what new things you can craft or like you're like, oh, I can finally make this now. Oh, I can finally like this now. That was a pretty rewarding experience, at least like the first time playing it when you don't know like everything because everything is blacked out. Like, yes, you can kind of tell like the silhouettes like, oh, this looks like this. But once you finally like actually unlock it, it was so nice and then like once you start once you get through that initial like beginning stage and get to like the iron Mm -hmm. and you can make better weapons like pistols and shotguns oh my god when we first made the shotgun it was so fun all those fucking dinosaurs that would kill us nah bitch four shots and you were fucking dead like (laughs) oh my god it was so nice to be able to we could actually explore now. Like, it took forever to craft the bullets and stuff, so we were careful not to, like, waste it all. And so we still use, like, our crossbow, because you can make a bow and then a crossbow with the iron that still dealt more damage. So once we finally got the shotgun, though, we could actually go and explore, kill things, and it felt like we were finally playing the game. 
Yeah. Um, just so all my opinions that I'm giving aren't negative. One thing that I really did like about the experience that kind of kept me interested was the setting of the game. Because you get dropped in and every time you die or respawn or whatever, you look at your arm and you have this this item implanted in it, which is how you access your user interface and everything like that. So I thought that was really cool because it's adding some sort of lore because it's not just you're on a world with dinosaurs. You're on a world with some sort of futuristic experience, like somebody dropped you on this world. So when you look around, you see all these floating pillars that are made out of this metal and have light coming out of them. So you get the feeling that you're in this futuristic technological world, but you don't really know exactly what's going on. So it's something really cool that keeps you interested. And it makes sense because some people might be like, well, you shouldn't have guns in a prehistoric era, but it kind of makes sense to give you this setting of futuristic hints which will allow you to have the information and technology to make all these these gadgets. So I think that was a really cool way to incorporate modernism with prehistoric. So that was one thing that kept me going because I wanted to kind of delve into the history of the game and look at the lore and everything that maybe the reason why you're here. So I thought that was a really cool thing and it did add a little bit of uniqueness to it to make it to set it apart from other games like Rust and the Forest. So they did that really well, and I really liked that. Although I never it, activated one of those giant pillars, because I think you said there's a boss in it, like a dinosaur boss. Never did that yet. Yeah, they're like raid bosses and stuff like that. I have yet to do it myself either, because you need a lot of stuff, and then you need like artifacts and stuff like that. But So we kind of gave this game a little bit negative critiques, and as we're doing... I want to talk a little bit more about the positives because like I said, I did have fun playing this game. And one thing, like we mentioned, are the dinosaurs. And I think this honestly is what really sets it apart because this game is honestly pretty reliant on your taming, which I didn't realize when I first played. So if you're playing and you're struggling for resources, it's most likely because you haven't tamed any dinosaurs. Because each one is pretty unique on what they can and can't do. Obviously, there's some that, like a T-Rex, you just would want for just being buff and, like, for attacking purposes. But you could also get raptors, and, like, when they're in a pack, they're strong, just like how they should be, like, in the wild or whatever. But there's also one thing, for instance, Triceratops can help you gather narco berries so much more which in turn turns to narcotics which can make trank arrows or darts to help you tame even more dinosaurs or animals so if you go to a bush and you're picking berries even with like modifiers let's say you picked up like 20 narco berries because they're kind of like the rarer berries of the bunch that you can get if you go to a triceratops and do their like attack command on the berries those 20 narco bears that you would get from hand now become like 80. So if you're struggling for stuff, it's most likely because you haven't tamed dinosaurs. So like what they always say, like when you're a beginner, triceratops are like the first things you want to try to tame because they will help you get the narco bears, which will in turn help you get all the other dinosaurs that you need. 
Then there's also Ankylosaurus, which helped get you metal easier. It's the same instance with the berries. Let's say you find a vein and you can get 20 to 30 mine from it with a pickaxe. With the Ankylosaurus, now you can get like 50 to 60. They almost always double or even triple the amount of resources you can get by using them. Not to mention, there are also some pretty cool variants called Tech, as in T-E-K, and they are like mechanical looking dinosaurs, and you can even breed them, which I thought was kind of funny, because I was like, huh, I got two mechanized dinosaurs, and they're going to breed, and they laid an egg, and I'm just like, uh, how does this work? But, you know, why not? If... Two mechanical dinosaurs want to have a baby, go for it. <laughs> yeah, uh, and the mechanical dinosaurs also adds to the futuristic setting that I was talking about. I forgot that they had the, the mechanic dinosaurs. But yeah, like you have these dinosaurs roaming that are mechanized, completely robotic. So it almost adds a little lore because you wonder like why they're here. Are they like spying on the dinosaurs, gathering data? Are they something left over from whatever built these pillars so i think that's a a fun little lore builder too not to sidetrack from your experience of gathering and um taming but i just wanted to throw that side note in yeah it was weird it's the lore in itself is pretty interesting and we could go through that on like another episode like delve into more the lore because it is pretty interesting but it's like if you play it you won't even really notice there's much lore unless you like piece together kind of like how you're doing. Because I think when I was playing with Tyler, we found one, maybe two journal entries that I was like, whoa, there's actually lore behind this game. I thought it was more just going to be like Fortnite where it's just like, oh, this is what's going on. This is why the world is like this. Mm-hmm. Survive. <laughs> and... That's pretty much I thought what Ark was until I found that journal and I was just like, huh, it's actually lore. Interesting. Okay. So, since we've rambled on about our experiences for quite a bit of time and we had opening remarks, it would only be natural for us to talk about our closing remarks as we have played a decent amount of the game, what we feel or how we feel our opinions have changed in comparison to when we first started. So I'll let you start with this one. Like I mentioned earlier, I love the game. Like, I honestly, I do have a lot of fun playing it. But I feel getting to the late game is relatively hard, especially since you have to beat bosses to get the best tier loot. So there's a tier called Tech that I kind of mentioned earlier with the different dinosaurs. In order to get tech engrams, you have to beat the raid bosses. Which makes sense because they're like, why would you put these if people weren't going to get them? So, like, I understand from a game point perspective. I'm not, like, really dissing that by any means. But even if you use modifiers to help gather materials and level easily, defeating the bosses can still be a challenge, especially if you're only playing with a friend or two. Not to mention, the as we mentioned earlier even you went on about it the death in this game is pretty brutal especially losing if it's high tier loot that took you forever to craft high risk high reward is definitely like a motto when it comes to these raids 
However, I do understand the payoff for those who, who can spend hours playing this game. Wait, so like I said, I'm not dissing the thing, but from my perspective, it just feels a little bit too much high risk, high reward for me that I'm probably, I will probably only do once just to get the experience, but not something I'm going to really sink myself into trying to be like, oh, I need to quickly get this or I need to go hunt these so I can do this raid battle like raid battles yes i would want to do them but they're honestly on like the bottom list of my priority when it comes to this game i feel this game is balanced to a point but only for those who have the time to play it like i said i love this game and i probably sunk 20 to 30 hours in this game already from probably even more because i've kind of recently been playing it a little bit with uh my other friend Tyler up to this podcast point but I have still yet to make a single turret because of the crafting and how to acquire the different materials so I've gotten to the end ground to where I can make a turret like level 60 or whatever it is but I've yet to make it because I haven't been able to acquire the materials or I don't know how to acquire the materials if you can sink hours into this game I can see it honestly being one of the best games you'll probably ever play because it can be very rewarding but difficult at the same time enough to like keep you coming and not like it's not a thing that you can beat in like three hours. So if you have the time to sink into this, it's probably going to be one of the best experiences you ever have. But if you want a more casual experience, kind of like how I've I guess this is more of what I've felt. You may find it a bit harder to get the full enjoyment out of it, especially if you like me and play on a private server. I'm not saying private servers are bad by any means, but if you make one, that generally means you're playing with friends and are probably doing it cooperatively. That means there are really no benefits into making a fully decked out base with turrets, going on risky missions to get wyverns or titans, which sound freaking amazing. I would love to go get a wyvern. <laughs> but I feel this game, though you can play it PvE, it's mainly meant for groups or at tribe tribes, as Ark refers to them. Ark refers to them as. As they battle it out on the Ark, it's essentially made for PvP experience. Which makes it which makes sense since it's an online game and made for that purpose. And honestly, I think it's really done well for those who have the time to do it. I just feel the learning curve is steep for this. As we mentioned earlier, the whole beginning, learning all the interfaces and all that stuff is pretty big. So if you try to go on any populated server without knowing anything, you're going to be in a world of hurt. Especially if you're offline and let's say spent 100 hours building up a base and someone raided it and now you're left with absolutely nothing so unless you have a clan guild or something of that nature to play with i don't think you can get the full experience arc has to offer it's very i feel like it's very tailored towards the pvp experience it's made for those dedicated fan base that they have and aren't growing which is great because i watch videos on it and i love watching arc videos and that's what made me want to play but then when i started playing it was like 
it's so different because obviously you don't see them grinding out the resources and all this stuff. And if you listen carefully to sometimes when they talk, like, oh, yeah, this took me six hours. Oh, this took me four hours. This, oh, we breeded to get this mutated T-Rex that had 50 attack damage instead of the normal, like, 38. And it took us 14 in-game hours, but overall it took us, like, a week to do. And I'm just like, ugh, yeah. I don't know if I have the time to do that. Not to mention, like, the whole raiding system. Obviously, it's PvP, so people raid. That's the whole reason why you get the turrets, to protect your base. Mm -hmm. So if you're, like, a small tribe, and, like, you think, oh, look at us, we finally got, like, five turrets, and then, like, say you're with a group of, like, three or four friends, but none of you guys can get on for, like, two or three days, and then you guys finally get on because you're like, oh, cool, now let's go finish what we're doing you get back to your base and it's half destroyed because someone raided it and you lost everything because like i said the timer goes so if something gets destroyed you have generally anywhere between 30 minutes to three hours to pick it up so if someone raided it while you were gone and destroyed all your shit it all becomes in like those backpacks so you can pick it up but if you're not there it all disappears so you literally left with nothing yeah, so um, my closing remarks of the game sort of aren't as in-depth as yours just because I didn't play as long as you because as you were mentioning that this game is definitely one that you have to put time into. And from some previous episodes ago when we had our opinion pieces, I am not a fan of grindy games, nor am I a fan of games that solely focus on multiplayer. Luckily, this one doesn't solely focus on it. It's still a, a single-player game with multiplayer capacity. I am not a fan of grinds, so putting in a bunch of hours into this game is not one that really suits my interest. So I never really got far in this game, so I can't judge it to full capacity based on late game but from what i have played it was enjoyable killing the dinosaurs and fighting them off but i found it very cumbersome to constantly be fighting off dinosaurs because they are everywhere and it seems like every single one wants to attack you so it was not that great when it came to defending myself and just overall trying to survive because of trying to grind and keep uh, getting stronger. It's just every time I thought I was going to get stronger, I would just get killed by another dinosaur. So it was very difficult for me to continue on. And I think this is a game that I will play casually, but then I'm going to get annoyed like every other time I play, and I will die rather frequently. So it's going to be a game I play on and off, but it's not one that I'm going to put lots of hours into just because of the nature of the game in itself yeah so as kind of just wrapping up uh with your thoughts and my thoughts i just thought of a few things i want to quickly say if you're interested in this game like i said it goes on sale and you can buy like everything for like 10 to 25 dollars if you're interested in it i still recommend it like i have a lot of fun if you have friends to play with it is a lot of fun or if you can find a group like online, I'm sure that you can easily find like a guild, clan, whatever to like join in if you really want to try it. I do recommend 
probably going creating like your own server or whatever first to like learn everything and one thing you have to be wary of with like servers is the free ones so when we when Tyler and I played it on Arc and I think even with you guys you probably experienced you might have experienced this as well is when you do like the free one and you play with friends whoever's hosting everyone can only be so far away from that person so if you get too far it's like there's a, a world barrier and it's surrounding the host so if you get too far from the host you literally won't be able to move and then if they move the opposite direction you'll literally get pushed away now if you happen to get your own server which you can like just like minecraft you can buy your own server you can buy your own server in arc that restricting goes away but you have to remember every month servers get wiped and what that means is everything gets like destroyed it's like factory resetting a world so that's why i said you have to sink like hours into this and know what you're doing because if you spend like the whole month just to get to like setting up your base then it's going to wipe and then it's like oh all that work was for nothing and so that's why a lot of people who have the guilds know what to do and can set up their bases within six to eight hours of the wipe and that's why like if you watch videos on how they already know all this stuff it's because they have the experience so if you have the time to invest in this game it is going to be very rewarding and i'm sure you're going to have a lot of fun if you're more of a casual player like me i still have fun but it I feel like I'm not getting the full enjoyment as I could because, like I said, there's no need for me to turrets. There's really not a need for me to fight the raid bosses besides if I just want to to like know how tough it really is because I know they're insanely tough. But if I ever want to try to beat it myself, it's really only for that reason. But other than that, it's like, so I don't have a, a reason to go and explore. But they did do such a good game because... There's multiple worlds you can go into, and you can actually use your person on those obelisks that you see floating in the sky. You can actually go to different worlds, get different dinos, get different resources, and come back to your world to make your base. So you can find a safe area in like the starter area, make a base, then go out and explore the different worlds so you're not stuck on one server. You can actually bring your character to multiple servers. So they did do such a good way of like incorporating everything and it's so much to explore and I probably haven't I'm probably just at the tip of the iceberg of all the things I've seen because I've only played on the island in Valgaroa. I haven't done Aberration, I haven't done the Crystal Isles, I haven't done Scorched Earth. There's a lot of other DLCs I haven't really got into, so I haven't got to know a lot of the other creatures and everything that's in there that it has to offer but like i said it feels like for me it's a game you have to kind of sink hours into but if you do the reward payoff is going to be fantastic and i think that is it for this episode so do you have a question for our listeners if you could easily look this up if you want to but or if you are a veteran arc player what is your favorite i want to say creature 
because not all of them are like dinosaurs. What is your favorite creature in Ark? Hmm, that's a good one. Mine gotta be classic T Rex, <laughs> mainly because I've probably seen like a ten of the creatures. <laughs> Mostly all like regular dinos that you yeah. know you haven't really seen any of the the strange ones. Yeah, basically. I would probably have to say there is a like ice wyvern. So there's also poison too, but I like that because it's like a it's like a white and like a light blue wyvern, and dragons are already sweet as is. So the fact that they have like wyverns, which is like a subspecies, so I'm like. I'm going with the ice wyvern. That'd probably be a good one. I feel like you need to look up the Ravenger when you get a chance. I feel like that one is going to be your creature. Interesting. When I play more, I'll definitely be able to reevaluate my um, favorite creature. So You won't get to the Ravager anytime soon. It's well, an aberration. All right. Well, never mind that. <laughs> That's right. why I said you, you probably should just look that up because aberration is the, I believe in the art community, is called the hardest world to like live in. Maybe Crystal Isles took that over, but aberration is very unforgiving. Gotcha. But all right. So that's probably it for this episode then. I'm going to leave you guys off with some facts. So, the first fact is an animated series based on the game was announced at the 2020 Game Awards. So, I thought that was kind of interesting. They were popular enough. They were able to create their own little animated series. Um, There are currently 176 creatures that populate the world of Ark. And I think that's just unique creatures. That's not including the different variations of the creatures, like the mech creatures and the other types that are out there. So, oh, sorry. The tech. Gosh. The world's, the game world that is actually known as Ark is approximately 48 square kilometers large in size. And that is equivalent to 19 square miles. There is approximately 36 square kilometers or 14 square miles of land and 12 square kilometers or 4.6 square miles of ocean. So there's a decent amount of land in this game. And uh, it's it's pretty big and it's a lot to explore. Unlike Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire, there is not too much water. Yeah, that was a lot of water. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that is it for this episode. I want to say thank you for everyone who has left us a review on Apple. Because it means a lot. Every review counts. And... Thank you, everyone, who is following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Weebspawn. And if you want to contact us, email us at weebspawn at gmail.com. That'll be it from us today. I've been your host, Bobby. And I'm Joshua. And we'll see you guys next time when we weebspawn.